Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, welcome in to Purple Daily. All right, we've spent the majority of the week talking about all these doomsday scenarios and tanking for Trevor and looking at the future because of the disaster start. But I've got a notion that's more about... What happens if they actually turn it around here that I want to throw at you guys? But a quick shout out to Federated Insurance. Federated's been helping business owners since 1904, based in Owatonna, Minnesota. They are one of us at Federated. You can also follow Federated Insurance on Twitter, at Federated INS. Great content for your business on all aspects of business protection and uh, things relating to business succession planning. Remember it, Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Also helping us uh, carry forward with these Purple Daily episodes on a regular basis, our friends at Corona Hard Seltzer, Declan Goff. Yeah, my guy Adam Zimmer, uh, him and his dad Mike might have to uh, crack open a couple Corona Hard Seltzers because it sounds like we're going to be down some cornerbacks against the Titans on Sunday. They have like two cornerbacks that anyone's heard of, and then some guy named, is it Harrison Hand? Harrison Hand. Hand that guy a Corona Hard Seltzer. No kidding, you could hand him a yeah, you could hand him a lime, mango, cherry, <laughs> all of them, lime, all, all of them? them, variety pack. The four verts, as Judd Zolgad likes to say. That's the your four thing. Verts yes, of yes. Corona we call seltzer. it Edward Seltzer hands. That's right. This month and every month throughout the year, discover Corona Hard Seltzer, the only hard seltzer made with pure beach vibes, with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike, sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor. That allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Football. No, they don't have a guy. They paid, and, and I'm surprised, and I'm surprised that Rick Spielman paid the type of money that he paid for Kirk Cousins the first time around when Washington didn't want to do it, and then he comes and doubles down on it. And I have high respect for Rick. I know him very well. I just want to know what the thought process was giving him the second big chunk of money with one year kind of left on the deal. Maybe he just looked at the landscape and said, "There's nothing out there. We need a quarterback, and this is the guy." Ooh, welcome into Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff. We are your Vikings therapists here. You can come to us, and uh, we can talk this thing out, this 0-2 start. 
I want to throw a scenario, maybe an alternate reality from what we've been talking about this week, in which the Vikings actually bounce back. But that clip you heard off the top of the show, gentlemen, was Keyshawn Johnson from the ESPN Radio Morning Show, uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. And he basically said, I don't really get this whole Kirk Cousins thing. I don't really get the contract extension. He's not the guy. I love Rick Spielman, but what are they doing over there? Before we dive into this talker here, what did you think of Keyshawn's comments? Well, I don't disagree completely, but but the key comes back to what we've talked about a, a bunch on the show, which the key, is the, the key, key, no pun intended, no, the there. key for Keyshawn is this. It was done because the Vikings were so pressed up against and or had exceeded the salary cap that they had to change Cousins' contract. So yeah. he didn't get the extension from Spielman and Brzezinski because the Vikings loved him. He got the extension because his contract is a complete pain in one's butt, and they had to create room immediately for some salary cap space for 2020. So this is not a conversation about, about um, man, you just gave him this and why. We know the why. The question is, should you have been willing to pay the piper for your salary cap problems in 2020, which is looking more and more like the answer might be yes, and just bite the bullet then and try and move on from Cousins. So so I think to late label this as, oh, Spielman's in love with Cousins and that's why, is incorrect. Yeah, I actually I actually agree with that notion and that I don't I don't think the contract extension means like we love you so much, like please be with us for another sixty plus million dollars guaranteed, Kirk. What else can we give you? Like can we put some more rocks back in your rock life counter thing? Like um so weird. Some pizza ranch, like I think it was more what you just said. Hey, like this is a win now window. We need to clear some cap space. We just re signed Kyle Rudolph with guaranteed money devoted to two thousand twenty, like um, Kirk's the one that you could shave $10 million off and push that cap forward. But on the, the flip side, now that the Vikings have, have gotten off to this terrible 0-2 start, we've had all these discussions this week about, you know, tank for Trevor, fail for Fields, go get the next real franchise quarterback that you can build around and use this season, lean into the losing or as Judd has said, it's not tanking. It's just uh, you're just putting out the young players. You're allowing nature to take its course. Right. But I want to present to you an alternate reality here, gentlemen, that we haven't spent, admittedly, a lot of time talking about this week. Oh, I love that sound. Okay. An alternate reality in which the Vikings don't tank for Trevor. The Vikings don't continue losing football games. An alternate reality, a reality in which the Vikings bounce back this week, they win a home game, they go on the road, and they beat a mostly buffoon-coached Houston Texans team with a great quarterback. They even it back up at 2-2. Two and two. They get the good vibes going. Kirk Cousins has never been part of a train wreck season. All right, He has had train wreck games. He has had train wreck moments. and And you could even argue that he has had, like, train wreck moments that make you question whether he should be starting the next week. Like we've seen that against green Bay. Like we've been there with Kirk. We've also seen the 350 yards and three touchdowns, but through all the Kirk cousins frustration and angst and, and just general Kirkery since he took over as the starting quarterback in Washington for the first full season in 2015, nine and seven, eight, seven and one, seven and nine, eight, seven and one, 10 and five. Cause he didn't, uh, he didn't play in one of the games last year. Uh, and and now zero and two. This is the first time that he's ever faced like a potential train wreck season. Mike Zimmer has never been part of a train wreck season as a head coach. 
In fact, he's like 20 games over 500 as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Even as a coordinator, when you go back to his Cincinnati days, you have to go back to 2010 to find a really, really rough team record that Mike Zimmer was a part of. They were 4-12 and in Cincinnati in 2010. So it's basically been never for Kirk Cousins in terms of train wreck seasons, never for Mike Zimmer as a head coach, and Gary Kubiak also has not been part of many train wreck seasons in his career. So with with those things in mind, how do you chew on that, Judd Zilgad? Knowing that like this is a bad start, but these guys have not been parts of train wreck seasons before. I guess my question is is not offensively, uh, because the lack of success offensively actually does surprise me a little bit. Um, my question is defensively, how do you avoid it? Because you have no co- corners going into this game, and when you do get guys back, it's still young guys who are developing, right? You know, we we can say Anthony Barr was not meeting expectations, but now he's completely gone. And, and the Vikings are literally signing linebackers off the street this week to try and find one to play in their base defense. That's a problem. Michael Pierce opted out. You are putting backups, career backups, Jalil Johnson and Stefan. You are putting backups into his spot, okay? So that's not a... Yeah, but Michael Pierce is back in November. No, he's not coming back till 2021. So my question as far as what can be done here, and this is not to say that the season has to be a 2 and 14 or 3 and 13 disaster, but just as far as potential like seventh playoff seed, right? Or oh my goodness, they won 9 games. Defensively, Zim's very good. And we know that. But you have to have the personnel and is is Daniil Hunter at the left end going to come back? And the answer might be no. We don't know. He, there, there have been there have been zero rumblings going into Sunday's game against the Titans that after the three week period for him to sit on IR is done that he is for sure going to come back against the Texans. So this isn't doesn't have to be a huge indictment. This is just an honest question of how do you put the defensive pieces back together. To then tell Cousins and the gang, okay, you're literally going to have to go outscore teams. Because that's the only way I see. And the offense does not have to be a disaster. It's got some nice components. But can you ask them weekly to, hey, go score 40. Deshaun Watson, yeah, he's a nice player. But go score 42 points, 35 points. So I guess if you put the whole stew together right now, what I don't see is how you come up with the answer to say, it's definitely going to be fine. Win six games, okay. But beyond that, I just think it's pressing your lot. Okay, let me let me ask it to Declan in this way, and then I'll have, I have a couple of responses to this. Because, I mean, this is, in general, in the NFL, whenever you think it's one thing, it usually comes back the other way. Like, oh, man, the, this team is a 17-point underdog, you know. Like, then they make it close. Like, that, that happens every week in the NFL. And so, like, your obvious inner core reaction right now is, oh, they're going to get smoked by the Titans and then they're going to lose to Deshaun and it's going to be 0-6. And like, that's probably not what's going to happen. But Declan, if you had to choose one of two outcomes, 2-14 and 14 mm-hmm. or 9-7, and seven, what would you choose? 2-14. and 14. You think so? I think so because right now you have, like Judd said, your cornerbacks are so depleted that your defense is, is an absolute mess. And if you have an opportunity... To go and get a franchise-altering well, player. I'm not saying what would you but, want to happen. I'm right. saying what do you think is going to happen oh, if it's two and fourteen or nine saying. and seven. I think I, I do think nine and seven is probably more likely to happen. Okay. 
because of the weird nature of the NFL. And look, even though the Vikings have been a disaster uh, through their first two weeks, historically they haven't been. And under Zimmer, they usually aren't. And I, I think eventually, once they, once they get through their bye week and after that, this slew of really tough games, they're going to rattle off some wins. They have the Jaguars, the Panthers, um, the Lions. They, they, they'll see those teams a lot. So you, you kind of know that you can already ballpark probably about five or six wins. They're just naturally going to be, be better. They're not going to go 0-16. They're probably not going to go 2-14. But if, if I'm looking at it from a whole stew of you had no preseason and it was a weird training camp and COVID altered things, your best logical solution is to to lose out. You can't say that, but that would be the best possible solution here because he had no preseason. Yeah. Yeah, real quick, Joe, would you like if you had to if you're a betting man right now and you, mm-hmm. there it's going to be one of two things. Door number 1 is 9 and 7, door number 2 is 2 and 14. What would you put your money on? With this defense two wins, but I think they'll get to 6. Yeah. Right. Right. I think they'll win 6 games. It's probably neither. But, but yeah. I just don't see I don't I the Vikings are traditionally not a train wreck. Why? Because they traditionally have pretty good personnel. Like, it's not always great, but it's pretty good, right? It gets you by. I just look at the cornerbacks, linebackers, and and I come back to, I think, a very important question. If nothing else, like, let's say the corners improve. How are you going to stop the run? Like, how are you going to do it? You you are literally starting two guys that are serviceable backups in primary positions in a Zimmer defense where it's ordinarily imperative that you have at least a nose tackle that can eat up space and stop runs. Like, how are you going to do it? You, you're, Jalil Johnson and Stefan are not going to develop and be like, oh, my God, you've got great players here. They are who they are. It's not their fault. They were signed to be th- those guys. So I just don't know ordinarily Vikings-wise. You could go through a litany of, of if the team's not playing well, Phil, that guy can improve. That guy can improve, right? Yeah. They're either struggling or they're developing. And that might be true at corner. But in the middle of that defensive line, I just don't get what the answer is. Yeah, and so... But six wins probably, it, right? If I had to choose... I do. Th- I don't think it's going to be 9-7 and seven or 2-14. and 14, But if you had to choose one or the other, like, is this going to be a total train wreck? Or are they going to... Are they going to bounce back and actually be competitive? I would probably put my money on nine and seven because I just I, I, there's too many games in the second half of the schedule where like they should win, um, but there's so many variables here in play too. But you're but you're you're talking about what we're used to. That right. that's where I sort of take a step back and defensively say this doesn't come close to that. And to your defensive point about personnel, like Mike Zimmer is great at molding clay, and when you, in in 2017, like when you gave that guy all pros at every level and you had Hall of Fame, you know, caliber players like Harrison Smith and Daniel Hunter and you give him an actual ball of clay to mold, he molded into the best defense in the NFL. Like that's the type of defensive teacher and and strategist Mike Zimmer is. But he's got it like you can't just put a bunch of practice squad guys Harrison out there, right? Harrison might play Sunday. So he, here's here's the comparison I would make, all right? In 2014, and why I think it's going to be really, really hard for the Vikings to turn things around and be competitive this year. In 2014, Mike Zimmer took over Leslie Frazier's last-ranked defense. The Vikings allowed like 450 points or something ridiculous defensively in 2013. So Mike Zimmer comes in, and he's like, okay, whew, this is the worst defense in the NFL. Um, where do we start? How do we mold this thing? And and he and he took that defense in 2014 and he made it workable, and it was—I think it was like a top half of the league defense by by many measurements. By the time the season was over, it was a competitive, good defense that didn't get rocked on a weekly basis. And so, well, I mean, if he took that ball of clay and molded it, you know, this is a tall task. But can't he mold this ball of clay too? And 
I went back and looked at the 2014 roster, okay? Let's start with the defensive line. The defensive line included Linval Joseph in his prime, Sharif Floyd before the injury, Brian Robinson still with some gas left in the tank, and Everson Griffin emerging into his prime. Yep. I mean... And Mike helped all of those players, no question. Yep. Except you, for Floyd. You had Harrison Smith in his prime at safety. You had Chad Greenway at the linebacker level with Anthony Barr as an explosive rookie. And Chad Greenway was uh, certainly had lost a step by that point, but was still a Sherpa on the field and helping at least strategically, right? Uh, and then you also had veteran Captain Munnerlin as your slot cornerback. And you had Xavier Rhodes emerging as one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. And so, like, you had pieces to mold in 2014. Yes. I'm not I'm not looking up and down. I'm not looking at Harrison Hand coming in with all these injuries. Uh, Holton Hill, even healthy in the first week, was just a disaster. Two things, the, too. The, the clay's not there to mold like it or was. Or three things. One, one complete training camp and exhibition games, right? So, so Zim, that year in Mankato, took Rhodes and worked him constantly. And helped him a ton, right? Uh, two, the, he drafted Barr, and I believe that if you go back, Joseph is the first free agent that was signed under Mike. So he identified that is my nose tackle. He's imperative to the, the success of my defenses here, just as that same position was imperative to the success of the Bengals when they had success with Mike as their DC. Um, the third thing now to keep in mind is no training camp, no preseason games, and I'm telling you, I can't emphasize how huge I think it was that Pierce opted not to play. Yeah. Like, that's the fundamental foundation of where Mike's defenses start. Like, they they branch out into the corners, defensive end pressure, all of that. That's true. But I think if you were to ask Mike, where do, where does your philosophy fundamentally of building a defense start, I think he would probably say, A-gap, nose tackle. It's true. And that guy, I mean, they just don't have players there now. Yeah. Like, and it's not their fault. They just don't have it. Yeah. Linval Joseph was just the engine. He yes. was just the core in the engine. He wasn't the guy that was going to get the sack at the end of the day yep. or wasn't necessarily going to be the guy that forced the fumble and certainly not the guy that, you know, picked off the pass or whatever, but like his presence. And, and I don't know. I don't know if Michael Pierce was necessarily going to be as good as Linval Joseph was at his absolute peak, but. Certainly a level or two above what they're putting out there at defensive tackle right now. Um, so and I just I just wanted to throw it out. I my gut says that they're probably gonna bounce back and fight in this game. Like it's just natural instincts and in that yep. your season's on the line this weekend against Tennessee. Yep. And if I, I just think if you're gonna put up a fight at all this season or if you have any sort of ability to you know, to to fight back to 500 and, and aim for that wild card spot, that seven seed or something like it would start with a win this weekend. Right. I mean, it's that simple. Like your season was probably on the line last weekend, just based on your schedule. And it's definitely on the line this weekend. And the question then becomes, Judd, does that inertia and inspiration of fighting for your season overcome just the sheer lack of talent and depth that they're putting out on the field, especially defensively? Yeah. And my, Inclination in the answer to that question would be it probably can't because I don't think that's that there's enough there there. Now, now I will say this, though. The offense has the ability to bounce back. Like, the offense has been inexplicably awful. Yeah. I don't get that one. Yeah, and, and a stat that Declan dug up from Next Gen Stats earlier this week, Kirk Cousins has had the third longest amount of time to throw on average yeah. in the NFL this year. So, it's you know, it's not like... He steps back in the pocket and it's like immediately there's guys in his face. Now, is it the 
you know, the early 1990s Washington uh, football team offensive line? No, like it's not. Those guys aren't going to the Hall of Fame. But yeah, it's it not had, the, the offensive line has not been as big of a train wreck in the first two games as I would. Well, have and where thought. is Cook? Like, just use Cook. You just paid him. Use him. So I would not be surprised. I, I think ultimately this team is going to win or can win about six to seven games. I think that the offense can and will eventually get on track. I just believe that we're in for a year of of opponents, especially good ones, competent ones, who are going to score a ton of points. And unfortunately for Mike, there might be development at certain from certain players and positions, the corners, but I don't see how you stop the bleeding enough to get up to, at this point in time, 9 to 10 wins. Yeah. I just don't see it. Uh, quick shout out to Corona Hard Seltzer right now on scorenorth.com. Just click on the rewards button there at the top, the, the top menu bar. Corona Hard Seltzer Ultimate Home Tailgate Party. We are giving away a 65 inch TCL TV with a sound bar, $200 worth of Grunhofer's meats, and $100 to MGM Wine and Spirits, which should be very helpful if they do lose this game. You're going to want to, uh, you're going to want to be stocked. Full yes. of Corona Hard Seltzer. A meat coma and then the booze, too? It's the great. Corona Hard Seltzer? Yeah, it's great. Or you can even Declan's just like, like, yeah, I'm this is my dream. I have, I have debated quitting. Right now. I've debated quitting. <laughs> I've debated it. There's two ways to enter, and it's free to enter. Just go to scorenorth.com, click on the rewards uh, uh, button on the menu, whatever, the, the tab on the menu, and you'll just see the entrance that you can click on. And then uh, you can also download the Score North app, which is free in the Apple and Google Play stores. You just have to register your name and your email so you can win and then enter through the listener rewards link. And uh, you have your chance to win a TV, a bunch of meat, and some alcohol booze, some Corona Hard Seltzer. 2020, man. This sounds good. First good thing I've heard in 2020. (laughs) Yes. God bless America. You like that? You like that? Thanks for hanging out with us on Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. We will see you tomorrow. Hey, everyone. It's Mackey. Join your favorite Minnesota sports teams for Home Teams versus Hunger now through September 30th. During this one-of-a-kind fundraiser, you can bid on amazing sports items, unique team experiences, autographed merchandise packages, and more. All proceeds will benefit Second Harvest Heartland and Minnesota's six Feeding America food banks. To view a complete list of items or to bid, go to scorenorth.com. Keyword home teams. Scorenorth.com. Keyword home teams. It's time to come together to help feed those in need.